You sound splendid. Okay, excellent. So, so by the way, I have, I have Ooh. this if you want. We can play our intro coming in when you're when we're ready to go. Nice. And also, this device will record, so I'm going to do a recording as well. Good. This will be yours. You're the George Martin for this one. All right. <laughs> I'm not happy with my results, as a matter of fact. I'm sorry. No, your results have been fine. I'm not happy with my results. Why are you not happy with your results? Well, you have, don't have time. No, just sometimes when I'm trying to fix and tweak, I'm... I, I, it's You know, sometimes, you know, we come in with a little bit of a hiss, and I try to cut the hiss, but not cut the very low, low frequency right. you know, speech <clears throat> notes, and sometimes you get it wrong, sometimes you get it right, you know, and t- t- it sounds like a noise gate sometimes, you know, everything can go away, and then suddenly... So, yeah, so this is got, this is got, this uh, thing has a, mo- a noise gate. Watch this. So I'm going to go to processing. See if you can tell any of this, that any of this is happening. How are my levels sound, by the way? Do I sound okay? Sound good, yeah. All right, good. All right, so check this out. Let's see. Advanced. All right, so it's got a compressor, which I don't like because I think it, may, it starts to pump. I'll put it back on. All right, this is with the compressor. Can you hear the difference? You can hear it's like it's it's really pumping. I and I don't really like it. <clears throat> no, I can't really hear it live. Um, no, it should be. And so this is off, and I, I hear the difference. Then it's also got a noise gate. You may hear this. So if I turn off the noise gate, so now you can hear everything going on in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's kind of like the thing that we have at the Herald, but it's right. there's no controls for it. It's just on or off. I put it back on now. Then it's got it's got an oral exciter, and it's got a big bottom. Jesus. Which is I think that was a, yeah. <laughs> I think that was a song. All right, we should just go. Let's, play our let's, intro, George. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna start recording. Play the intro. Stand I'm up. recording already. I thought that we, this last few minutes has been oh. priceless. Oh, then I think it's you. <laughs> then you're you've got the you've got well, the. I'll con. drop I'll my raw stuff now. into your uh, endless bin. I drop now. There we go. You know what we need is your lovely wife's intro that she did. We could mix it with this, and it'll sound very professional. Kind of be, yeah, he was mixed with that, you know. What? Right. Now, is this you singing? It is not. I'm in there on the other version. Really? Because mm-hmm. there's a minute and thirty-two seconds of this. So now, so in theory, we own the rights oh, to yeah, this song. I'm in the back, you'll hear my squeal in the back. Let's see. Oh, there you are. All right, I'm going to fade that down. So, how the heck are you? It's, it's a nice song, George. Don't you think? It is. It's a very nice song. It's it's relaxed. As a matter of fact, I I went to a show this week and I heard some some great music. I I think There's I told me. you about this. There's me, George. I do. That uh, it sounds like a, a British uh, fire alarm. <laughs> you know, they've but silenced Big Ben, by the way. Ruined, I, you know, I, without a monitor, I ruined a lot of our, 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 our stuff. You know, you know, mic technique, when you're singing or you can't sing and you simply need to provide an, a note in the background is very important, but I didn't realize that. Of course, I was 22 when I needed to know it, and I was 42 when I actually <laughs> understood that. <laughs> but that's how it goes. That's how it yeah, goes. We weren't committed, we weren't, uh, committed anyway. What did you record this on? Did you record it on a, uh, a Tascam 4-track? I have this vision of you with a... So, 
so we had a Tascam four track. We also recorded in the studio, uh, in a studio, you know, analog. Studio. Right. But the guy was using a new thing called Professional Tools. By, oh, uh, Pro Tools. Good stuff. Yep. Yes. Um, in the 90s. Um, so that was incredible to us. He, he was telling us, you can use this all the computer and you can bump the tracks into buses and have endless tracks. And <laughs> it was interesting. It was so funny how 90s it was. How our, you, know, you know, you have somebody who feels bad for you and, and, and produces the music for you who knows what they're doing. Right. So we had, um, do you remember the band Letters to Cleo? I you think know, I do, actually. Band, they were local, but they did. they got big at one point kind of 90s big you know for, uh, for right one year was like their year and um, a great bunch of people in a, in a really nice cool poppy band so the brother of the one of the people who played in that band played but it's so it's just, remember how in the early 90s the rule you know nirvana created the template for everybody flannel shirts everybody, right well but audio audio wise the template you, know, right. you would play your Nirvana was messy and scratchy, so you'd play your chords half-assed, and you know there was buzzing and constant feedback, and you'd never just end a song. It would have to go. It was the whole thing that the, that and really it really was. That was the they made it so Cobain and Nirvana made it so there was a way an acceptable behavior for bands to play, and you could not play clean. Clean was disgusting. Clean was like what Journey how Journey used to play. You know, it was to damn with the with the you know um playing the chords the way they're supposed to be played well and, uh you know it, yes it was well yeah it was it was like this sl the sloppy kind of a uh, sloppy kind of thing so we were actually a, a very melodic and clean band but uh, you know as a guitarist i took my marching order from uh marching orders from uh cobain and uh, you know you go out in, in front of people you're afraid to not play what's cool we're, we're already I was already me, you know, so I wasn't actually cool. Well, there's yeah, no, you were actually so cool. So we had, so George, well, we had okay. throughout the, throughout our, um, one of the times when we were in a studio, throughout the whole song, um, we just overlaid tracks of feedback. I'd go in there into the vocal booth with my guitar and just. You were like Jimi Hendrix. Without the talent, except <laughs> just the feedback part of it. So so it's so funny to think of that now, like just doing that and how dumb that was. Had we just done, and this is what I said, young people out there, had we just played the music we wanted and then worked hard, God forbid, work hard, um, then I'm sure we would have we would have had some success. But that's the the, the the unfortunate part of life, George, and I think you've probably noticed this, is that um, the key to success is generally not the sexy stuff. No, it's it is unfortunately, it's the really mundane stuff that you got to get right. Exactly correct. It's hard work. Again it is. And again and again. And, you know, it's nice to think that your own genius is going to bring you through so that somebody will discover you and say, wow, you, your precious aura is enough for, <laughs> for uh, you to be, you know, make it big. But really, it's unfortunately, I hate to say it, but it, hard work is the only way to do it. And like when I you just got to work. You hire yep. people. Yep. I want workers. I don't want visionaries, know-it-alls. You know, you need people who are going to do what they're going to do and say what they're going to do and actually do it and, and not be a jerk. I'll, I'll tell you, when it, whenever I would, back in the days when I, when I worked at regular jobs in software before I had my company, when I would start a new job, I would try to do something really helpful and amazing in the first couple days or week I was there just to sort of set the bar that I was going to do stuff that I wasn't just going to sit around and talk. Right. And usually I did it. That was huge, right? Because mm -hmm. your first impression, if you make a bad impression, 
you have to you, you never recover you you basically you you are at the level of whatever your impression is when you start a job mm-hmm. if you do great then and you do it consistently then if you screw up or or when you screw up they say well it's just an aberration but if you start out screwing up then everything's bad and it just you know it just adds to their first oh. impression that you're bad so you well, gotta totally. you gotta I, go for yeah. it and they have to know that you're you're not just a puncher inner person right his time right the kind of person like if you're the kind of person who says you know well i don't get paid for overtime so i don't do overtime no 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 you have to prove <laughs> that just like the inner core of at any place you're at the inner core of five of the five managers you know who who have to stay there night and day to when the people's a fan you have to prove that you're one of those people mm-hmm. that you're like it's personal to you that you do well exactly or else you're just a, or else you're replaceable you you'll be replaced well and of course the problem I had with normal companies is that you would do all that stuff, and then for some reason that had nothing to do with you, you got blown up, and all that work you did was sort of for naught, mm-hmm. and you had to start over. So that's why that's why I, I became an entrepreneur. So I figured if I'm going to screw up and ruin it, I'll do it myself. <laughs> I'm not going to let someone else do that. Didn't you worry, though, that without a, a structure to fit into, that it would all be on you? Because it's nice to sleep in, George. Yeah, well, so... I can sleep in if I want to, but if a customer calls me, I have to wake up. I mean, I can I can pick my spots when when I have to do a lot of stuff. But there are times when you just have to, you know, and, and you know you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it seems like a lot of times when I have a support issue with my current company, it's when I decide to go out to lunch. Like if I wait three minutes and go out the door. Right. It, it doesn't happen. When as soon as I leave, it happens. Although this week I was going to go somewhere and I decided to to do something else, and not leave yet, and suddenly I got all the support calls. It's like someone's watching me. Someone is yeah. pranking me. It was very strange. It's like I, well, I fooled customer, with the universe as a customer. As a customer of yours, George, I can tell you that all of us collude together. We do have GPS. <laughs> we know when you're going somewhere to eat. <laughs> Or when you're relaxed, we can check your heart rate, actually. <laughs> the moment your heart rate gets too low and normalized, that's when we call. Just an electric shock just to wake me up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, I I did a rare thing for myself this this week. I went out and I saw our, our, a music show. We were talking about music. I went to see a psychedelic oh, right. folk singer called Jessica Pratt. As a matter of fact, I didn't take my smartwatch. I wore an analog watch and I turned my put my phone on airplane mode for three hours. At Great, I went to Great Scott in Alston. Always loved Great Scott. It is always, that was always loved it. That was a wonderful place. I mean, I found like a little, you know, little ledge in front of the sound booth that I could sit there, put my beer on, and just kind of lean back. And it was me. It was a pretty good crowd. It was probably 150 people, and they were all very respectful of, of the acts that were playing. They didn't talk over her or anything. And she was pretty. And the cool thing about this little intimate club, when it was over, I got to talk to her. I, you know, I showed yeah. you a picture of her. She's really cute, and she was even cuter in person, to be honest. Yeah. So she talked to me. I talked to her about. It. I was just in L.A., you know. And she, she's from L.A., and I said, "Oh, I was at the in downtown L.A. at this hotel called the Standard Rooftop Bar." She goes, "Oh, I know that well. You're making me homesick." So I told her, "Don't be homesick. You just spent the day in L.A." And she said, "What?" And I said, "Lower Alston." <laughs> Very nice. They, I thought it was. They used to have Lower Alston T-shirts. That's right. Then she later tweeted that alcohol is a nasty drug, so I think I had a bad effect on her. I don't think I really did well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a nasty drug. It's funny. You know, I do this uh, this podcast every week where I interview one more people about marijuana. Yada, yada. Right. And, of course, today is, today's I finished mine 
you know, I'm on a show from 10 to noon, and that I know podcast that. then plays live at noon. I was finishing at 10.43. It was interesting. Well done. Or 11.43. Well done. Just, uh, yeah, between commercial breaks, etc. This was the most up against a week I've had in a long time. It was kind of exhilarating. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, alcohol is definitely, it's definitely the most uh, immediately damaging for you. Mm. Um, and the most, well, immediately, no, I, I should take that back. I mean, it's it is ingesting poison. Then again, so is ingesting heroin and all that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, people go out for poison drinks every night. They do, you know, and, absolutely. And, and uh, as much liver damage as you can get and can be deadly, the liver also can repair itself in an incredible way. You have to take a break just, occasionally, right? And then I think exactly, and it just just needs <laughs> it's giving you the timeout sign. It just says, just give me a few days. Yeah, okay. <laughs> A few days to to repair and reconstruct exactly exactly what I needed to be doing here, which we're not um, doing now. What are you drinking, by the way? This is a vodka soda here. It's uh, yeah, no, this is so actually. So George, I want to talk yes. to you about this because tomorrow is a big day. What is the big day? So in the morning, I have uh, I get the minutia first. I've got to go to my son's um, t-ball game. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then daughter has um, lacrosse or softball or something like that. Then it gets, and then I'm grabbing my brother, and he's going to come up here, and he's going to house sit because immediately after that, my daughter has a dance recital at 6 p.m. And after that, we are taking off driving down towards uh, Philadelphia Ooh. for college graduation. It's not a great time to take off, so we're going to split it up and and stay one night in Danbury, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to shave, I don't know how tired I'll be driving. Yeah, you know, and just to shave a little time off. So then, so then we arrive in in Philadelphia uh, Sunday morning. We got a reception. Um, there's a dinner. Next day is graduation, and so some dinner where I'm not where I'm watching kids. And then I think the next day we take off back here. So George, yes, I wanna, this is what I want to do. I want to have an experiment. <laughs> okay. The things that we think I should do while I'm there. And then we'll contrast them with what I actually do. <laughs> I, I know I know a pretty good beer pub in Philadelphia. Well, I mean, I, I've got kids with me, so I can't, and I'm, I can't probably break away. Okay. Uh, unless I can manufacture a fight with my wife, which seems like an odd time to do it. But <laughs> I'll hear you out, George. It's that good a place. It was pretty good. I can't remember the name of it, but it was right downtown. I'll, I'll I can find it if like you in, like an old town. There's an old town area there. There's, it was in the old town exactly. So I was there actually it was for a few years. It was probably like 2012 for the Major League Lacrosse playoffs. Their championship weekend. They had it all in one place. It was a soccer stadium along a river somewhere, and I went down to kind of engineer the broadcast and drink beer. It was actually a really good time. I don't remember who won, but uh, okay. you know, it was good stuff. But I, I thought Philadelphia was okay. I think you should be okay. okay, George. But what I'm saying is, is, is the ways, both behaviorally and maybe educationally, and uh, kind of extracurricularly, curricularly, whatever it is, it, to to have a, to to make the best of my time there. I think you need to eat. You, I think you should. You know, so you have the kids. You can go have the famous Philadelphia hoagie. Go have yourself a big a big sandwich. Right, and I know I you will. That. Although I am a fat George, and I, it's not as if that's any different than how I usually eat. But I am trying to curb that. Okay, um, and I do sometimes. Okay. So, uh, so should I try to be healthy on this trip, or assume that's out the window? Well, seeing you're driving, you need you're going to need to have a keep a, a minimum level of caffeine in your bloodstream to see you stay awake. Mm-hmm. Certainly, that's yeah, yeah, it's a given. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. But, and but and then there's road food. diet wise. Yeah, I think you're off the. I think you're off the reservation this weekend. I right. think you're just gonna. You're you're eating just to, to stay alive. Okay, yeah. so I'm good to go. You're so good to go. That's okay. okay. So then, um, so we should we endeavor to make sure that we do a couple of historic things, no matter what. I mean, you, the Liberty Bell thing is just so cliched, Ooh. right? They're going to move it, aren't they? That sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. I, I would skip that. And plus, I mean, well, Benjamin Franklin's from Boston say. anyway. So, I mean, you know, right. you could just take her, take them to Boston on the way. Drive by his birthplace. Plenty of bells here, George. There's plenty, plenty of bells, bells here. Exactly. No, but isn't there something like, wouldn't there? So what I'm saying is that, I don't know. I mean, I think that the kids should probably go to Independence Hall. I mean, they won't really remember. They have they they actually do listen and watch this great series called uh, Liberty, which is for kids, Liberty Kids. So they might like it's that, great then. Series. Right. They might like that. So um, we'll do that. Maybe we'll use the pool. And um, that seems very wise there. to me. Oh, so listen to this, George. This is the best. This is. I got me. This week was one of the busiest weeks I've ever had. I just had, didn't have enough units of time mm. to do the things I needed to do. And during the things I needed to do, one of them is I was doing a whole bunch of editing all these podcasts. And right, you know, there's a great one we did this this weekend uh, with a World War II vet. But you know, I have to go through and listen to every second of it. And it's an hour and twenty minutes. Right. Mark spaces and clean it up and decide what goes where and if some stuff gets cut and etc. So it's meticulous. So I have to be in my zone doing this. I'm absolutely got it. I have to be there. In my and you zone can't take interruptions. Doing this. Can't take interruptions. But my wife was gone. This happened all yesterday. My wife was gone oh. doing. What was she doing? Oh, she was for the church. The recital for the kids, for the dancer daughter I have. So then I was left with the kids, and of course, all hell broke loose. Kids kept bothering me and interrupting and doing this. And oh, at one point, they, uh, our two-year-old or one-year-old took a little tumble. Oh, uh, and there's a lot of crying. Yeah, not the, yeah, not the kind of the kind of tumble that consisted of about four or five thumps. Oh, and then, and then silence and down then the stairs. The oh, yes. And this one is funny, sure. It's not funny at all, but it's interesting. How many emergency uh, room visits well. have you had? I mean, you've got more kids. I only had one. This guy. How many emergency room visits have you done? Well, we've had one for our daughter Odie on aspirin. Oh Jesus! Uh, that was a legit one. That's legit. So that was a legit one where she went to Children's, but she also went there because she broke her ankle on a trampoline. Oh, that's not neglect. The, ch the first one was. That's that a sports was, injury. Neglect. Right. Right. And then, uh, I oh no, one in my, uh, another another kid uh, took a header and needed stitches when he was young. That's Anson. Mm. And uh, I think that's, I did take my, I one time thought she ate a penny and so we took her to the hospital, which I would never do now. You know, that was when I was. Yeah, don't wait a day. One then. And right, I was, yeah. We, we uh, had. Yeah, but then I wasn't. We had a febrile seizure. We actually had two of them. Ooh, that's serious business. It actually, it turns out in reality isn't. So this is basically when you're a kid and you get a fever and the onset of a fever because you have no immune, of, you know, no immune system uh, resistance to anything. Any virus just kills you and then it mutates and kills the family. I'm sure you know this, right? Very well. So what happens is your fever spikes when you first get sick and your nervous system reboots. So the visual effects of this you turn ashen gray, your eyes roll back in your head, and you start foaming at the mouth. Just what parents want to see. Exactly. This this seems like 
I'll just ignore that and come back later. No, that is like full blown panic. Like your life is over. My son is going to die. And then the emergency room guys show up, you know, the, the ambulance guys who were nearby. They were like two doors. Within minutes, they were there. It was, they said, we were just in the neighborhood. And they said, don't worry, he'll be fine. And apparently it happens. They said, it'll never happen again. It, it happens to kids. It's like one out of. And then I found out a lot of people have had this. And then, of course, it did happen again. And this time I knew better that what it was. So I just stuck him in a, a bathtub of cool water to bring his fever down. But we still called 911 and did another ride to the hospital. You know, But it was terrifying. The first time it happened, I, it was a nice day with a blue sky. And I thought the world had ended. You know, I was just oh, devastated until I didn't, didn't know. Then we had a trip and fall. And, and he lands right on the corner of the pointy computer desk. The sharp corner right in his eye. And Damn it, in his eye, eye? Right in his eye. And right now, it's actually, it turns out it was it was a millimeter from going into his eye, eye. It went into his, into the, the fleshy part. And it starts bleeding, of course. There's blood gushing out of his eye. So what do you do? You jump in the car and go to the hospital, right? Well, that was right. fine, too. So, so you know, that's... Um, Damn. I've had as many as you, and you've got more kids. So mine was my source. Now, my, my son did just poke himself in the eye. He went to visit his girlfriend in New Mexico, and he was taking a shower at her house. And he turned and poked his head, his eye into a, a shampoo bottle. And then he had, we had to take him to the doctor. But that was a lot. There was no emergency room. It was a lot calmer. He's in Greece right now, by the way, on a writing course. I know. Writing course. Writing course. I know. I need to go to Greece for one. He's already, they, he's already had an attempted pick, pickpocketing. Which Good man. They went to his back pocket, but he said, I don't keep anything there anyway. And uh, man, George. he doesn't have data, though. I got him. So. Have you ever traveled internationally and then got the bill for your data? No. Uh, so, you know, to avoid that, you get Google now does Project Fee. Project Fee. 60 bucks maximum, 6 gig, except the data's not working, but texts are free and phone calls are like 10 cents a minute. So, it's not going to break the bank. But, um, yeah, nine-hour flight. He's there. He's been pickpocketed, but he's with his group of kids, and they're going to an island called Patmos off the coast of Greece where the weather every day it's 72 degrees in the day and 60 at night it's yeah. basically perfection why didn't I just tie him up and I, we have the same name he's also George Capalbo that I could just get on a plane and go and take a writing course leave him in his room yeah I went to I went to Greece in 1986 never been there did you uh, like it I was a young fellow yeah, it's funny. Like I got, uh, we went to Santorini and like rode the, rode the mules up the side of these beautiful place. You know, Santorini is an island in the middle of, of a volcano. Mm. From above, you can see the volcano. It's it's just a, an island inside it, and it's beautiful and all the white old architecture, etc. It's one of these places where you never everybody can just do everything outside all year. It's just perfect. And this guy was sitting up, this Grecian guy with a. Um, with, with long hair singing uh, Across the Universe by the Beatles. Wow. As all the tourists were walking by. And I thought, man, that guy has it right. First of all, every foreign woman's going to fall in love with him. <laughs> Second of all, he's probably just does just fine. He, he, every, he's essentially living his retirement right now, but it's full of all the good stuff. Yeah. Simplify. So I got off track. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about the big weekend. So we're, we're going to Philadelphia, and yeah. this is a, this is a thought this. personal experiment. Keep going. So what I want to do is I want to see if there's if I can do it, make the most of it, and get the best out of it, and then come back and then see if it, that actually happened. But 
But anyway, so we talked about using the pool. I'd like to use the pool. The kids love the pool. It makes them happy. It wears them out. Everything's good. That's important with kids. Get a tire them out so they sleep. Yep. Right. Standard. So this hotel. This hotel was a Sheridan. It's now a uh, Marriott mm-hmm. hotel. And like on the web searches, the amenities didn't list a pool, but the uh, reviews mentioned the pool. <laughs> Look how cool it was. They talk so about anything like, swimming in it is Philadelphia. So what is it all right? It is Philadelphia. So I thought, well, maybe, maybe uh, they had one when it was a Sheridan and then Marriott closed it down or something. Drained it. So listen, this is the, this is the best. So then I say the hell with it. So I call them up and thankfully it rings right through to the Marriott or in Philly. And the woman says, hi, you know, truly speaking, Marriott, how may I assist you? And I said, can you tell me something? Do you have a pool? And she said, well, when are you coming? <laughs> Do you need to fill the pool? <laughs> so I was thrilled because I had been so exhausted. I was just so thrilled to hear this kind of answer. Somebody make a thing out of it. Someone having a worse so day said, than you. Someone wants to use the pool. What do we do? <laughs> so I said, I'm coming um, uh, Sunday. She said, you're coming Sunday? And I said, yes. And I said, do you have a pool Sunday? <laughs> and she said, <laughs> she said, um, hold on. By then? She said, yes, we have a, she said, yes, we have a pool Sunday. There'll be a pool when you get here. And I said, okay, so thank you very much, but. Maybe it's a seasonal thing. They don't really open the when pool. don't you have, <laughs> I said, when don't you have a pool? I mean, they, they probably don't heat it. They drain it for the winter so it doesn't freeze solid and crack the cement. I don't think you drain an amenity for the winter if it's inside. That's true. It's, it's a huge thing. I mean, maybe somebody died know, in it and they're in order, they're sanitizing it. That's what's going on. I don't know what it is. Someone was shot in Philadelphia and died in the pool. Now they're going to clean it's it. One of those things. So she said, "Well, you know, well," and I said so she was kind of amused, but she at first was very cautious when I called. It's like Caddyshack. Yeah, Someone it, dropped a chocolate bar in it. No, as if she'd been. Um, <laughs> she had been like burned before by something bad happened up, you know so 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 i said like uh so so you have a pool that, like why do you sometimes have a pool and not other times well you know i know and then she said well you know uh, we do um a lot of times we'll do pool maintenance on the pool and sometimes it'll take a couple of days in order to turn over for the pool, so it's ready. For Somebody well. died. Make sure yeah. you have that. Somebody died in the then pool. She goes back on the. Yeah, but George, how often are people dying? <laughs> well, apparently not long enough. Off. They have to do regular maintenance to clean it up. That they, they, they have, the fact they have to keep off the amenities list, and they can't have a pool sometimes. No, I, sometimes. I, I have a so my cousin. Her. We can call her right now, George. You know what we should call her. Oh, we should we call should her. Call her. Let's let's get her. Let's get her number. Have a pool. Yeah, give me your number. Oh dang. Do you have her number? Okay, George, T- text it to me. Second here, will it dial? Okay. No, no, no. So we can put her on the air. <laughs> I know, George. We're gonna put her on the air. Te- text uh, me your number. You know what I'm saying is just, I am looking for a number. Okay, good. All right. So let me. Let's only tell you, my cousin has a pool in California. He's in California, right? So every it's, day. Every day, except when I was out there, he said, "Ah, last the other day there was a rattlesnake in the pool." Mm-hmm. So it was spring. The rattlesnakes. Well, the rattlers are, are. You know. So. He, he killed it with a shovel. I don't know if he dived into the pool like Jesus. Arnold Schwarzenegger and battled it, but it, I guess it came out of the pool. They and swim. He, they can apparently snakes can swim. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, it got out and then he cut its head off with a shovel. George. All right. 
Or something. You'd like him. This number here. You no. got the number? Text me the number. Okay. We'll call her. This I is like rattlesnakes. And I have been in the water where where a uh, snake has been. That would be terrifying, uh, wouldn't it? Microsoft have been there. Uh, yeah, I don't like them at all. Okay, two one. Hold on. Now we should. We shouldn't say that on the air so should, people don't prank call them. Have the millions of people. Yeah, we got to cut out the. Um, just text it to me. The hotel. What? Just text it to me. I am George. Oh, okay. It takes me. They can't. I'm, Typing oh. as fast as I can. <laughs> So you're George, right? I, I think so. So far. You're, you're going to ask a question, right? She'll recognize me. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> you coming? I feel like Alan Funt. I'll, I'll handle this. I'll handle the story. <laughs> All right, I've sent it to you. Uh-huh. All right, I'm waiting. I've, uh, yeah, it's a text. So we'll see. I got it. So okay. here we go. <laughs> but the, you figure for PBX training in a hotel as well, right. a piece of papers, lots of piece of papers. You'd figure that maybe you wouldn't answer that way. A question with a question. Do you have room service? Well, what would you order? Well, uh, steak. Well, then yes, we have room service. You know, you know, Rich, Rich, my business partner. He used to when he was in college. Mm-hmm. He used to call people that were selling cars and just say. um, I just need the bumper. Can I just buy the bumper? And they go, uh, As a prank? yeah, he would prank people. He called a, he called a funeral home and asked them if they had formaldehyde. Cause they were doing, uh, they were having a frat party and they were all going to dress in togas and they string up these rubber, ch- these are real chickens on, and they want to preserve them. Jesus. And the guy said, I'll give you some on one condition. What you invite me to the party. <laughs> oh, nice. All right, here we go. I'm ready. I'm dialing. I don't hear it, by the way. Uh, yeah, oh, maybe I typed it in wrong. Hang on, sorry. All right, keep it. Vample, I'm, I was laughing too hard. All right, so we're about to see right now if this hotel in Philadelphia has a pool. <laughs> and if it has a pool, if it has a pool on the days that we need. <laughs> you, you, George, you should check check a number of different sporadic dates. <laughs> see if they have one. This Sunday. Yeah. Next Wednesday, Labor Day. Oh, here we go. Can you hear that? No. Thank you for calling the So that we may properly direct your call, please choose from the following options. If you know your party's four-digit extension, you may dial it at any time. For new or existing reservations, please press 1. For accounting, press 2. For sales, press 3. For human resources, press 4. For auto rental, press 5. Let's for get a car. all other calls, stay on the line, let's and just, an operator will well, assist stay you momentarily. On. Well, we do need... Uh, you have to be quiet. They'll, well, they want to know it's you. Oh, they'll know. <laughs> what a call was this? Here we go. No, they, they just stay on the line. It went through. No one's answering, Tom. This is bad. Co- Maybe they're busy cleaning the pool. Oh, oh it's, it's getting sent to someone else now. <laughs> How did Steve Allen ever stay on the air? You know, that's what I want to know. If we tell them they want a contest. No, no, that's a legal charge. Is it? We're on the internet. Everything's. I don't think it's happening, Tom. 
There's no one at the hotel. You'd have been fired at any hotel you worked at if you didn't answer the phone by now, right? Nope, here we go. Thank you for calling. Yes, hey, I'm staying at your hotel this weekend, and I've got a bunch of kids, and I'm wondering if you have a swimming pool. We do. It's on the third floor, open from 5.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Oh, okay. So um, we, we might come down next weekend, too. Is it open next weekend as well? Yes. Okay. Are there any days it's not open? Because I might, you know, if my kids don't get in the pool when they're there, you know, they get a little um, ornery. You know what that's like. <laughs> I mean, the only other day, because I know that they're going to close it down starting June 1st, because oh. they're going to do some renovations there. Oh. But other than that, um, this month is okay. Okay. Besides the first. <laughs> oh, okay. So nothing bad happened. Like, they didn't, it's not like Caddyshack where they dropped a, you know, no. no. <laughs> It's okay. Okay, good. All right. So we'll look forward to seeing you. You have, you have a we'll great night. Soon. Okay, bye-bye. We'll do the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, okay, now we know. <laughs> They're renovating. That's exactly right. But then again, George, <laughs> I think you screwed up the execution. I'm sorry about that. I made it laugh, though. Am I coming with my, I'm coming with my family this weekend. You can't front load all that information. Then she can parse through and know that she's clear. Just the question of do you have a pool? The conceptual question of do you have a pool is what you need it. But now we can. Then it's like a crank call. Saying, right? I just come on and go, uh, do you have a pool? What? Do you have no, a pool? That makes no, I had to make it sound like I had a reservation. I was pretending to be you with a different voice. <laughs> but she could tell right away that she was going to open the yes, we have a pool binder instead of the oh crap. Yes, but I did get her to admit the pool would not be open and I found out why. So I think I, I, think I did that is correct. dramatically better than you. Correct. You did. You cracked the case no no, no matter what. But the, the insanely funny semantics of... I have sound effects now. Sorry. That was the wrong one. <laughs> this new device I have. I have, an, I have a new device that has, has buttons. It's like a 360 system for those of you that work in radio with different sound effects. For a guy like you. It is. So, like, joke, I could do that. <laughs> this is degenerating. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I'm derailing you completely. So, we now know why they're going to do renovations. And I didn't say somebody died. I just mentioned Caddyshack, and apparently she'd seen it, right? So, she laughed. That was good. I don't think so. I guarantee you that she was born in 1999, George, and probably... <laughs> it's on DVD. no idea what that means. It's on DVD. But she laughed. Do. The economy is good. A lot of people are getting jobs. She's new at the front desk. I think it was a front desk, and that's why she was even more friendly. She was. Um, yes. And, you know, a lot of times front desk people are happy to answer the phone that bounces back from PBX because that means they're not doing what? Working. Checking in people. <laughs> oh, that's true. You don't want to have to... Oh, yeah, so you can make them stay in line. It's like it's like fear and loathing in Las Vegas, phone, where know? they just wait, make somebody just suffer. Smile. Yes. Just be a moment. We're just talking in the phone. Just be <laughs> Especially, you know, who knows? Right now, it's a Friday night. It's probably a busy check-in. The, the the morning shift may have upgraded all of their check-in so that you're screwed out of the. So you know, there are nights when you're working a hotel front desk when you know you're giving away just dozens of bad rooms and you're just waiting for people to get paid and you're it's just defensive you're waiting for it but uh she was lovely she was i thought she was, she was cheery and, and they have a pool they have a pool you know, george i sense some discrimination here why do they have a pool for you anytime <laughs> that you want so how did you open the phone they're, call did you did you say something un unfriendly pools for you george did you say something unfriendly to no, them that they they no. what did you say what was your open because if you look at the this all the websites and all the comments, 
people comment about pools, but there's no nothing on the website about a pool. No. Uh, but you can find cached stuff about the pool. I just said, hi. Um, uh, where I said, uh, hi, can you just answer a question for me? Uh, she said, yes. I said, do you have a pool? It was very simple. That was it. But it was not. I didn't give her too much information to feel safe like with you. So that's why she came back. With, <laughs> I, did, I did make her feel safe. Oh. I like to do that with people. Like, like maybe make when I speak to people on the phone, I like to make them feel like I'm not some strange crank call. I didn't act like a creepy guy. I think you I did. Question. <laughs> I think it's clear no, you did. She was defensive. She was defensive because she's worked at a hotel for a while, and she knows that the answer could be it's. It, she knows it's safer to say, "When are you checking in?" Which is ridiculous in the real world because you're like, why did you answer that question? Which is really a yes/no question with a question for me. Now, why am I doing a test for you? But she, you know, did it that way. When you work in hospitality enough, you stop acting like a human. I wanted to get you know, to the just, point. I just gave I just gave her all the parameters so she could give this a very vertical answer. Just you know, not have to ask us too many questions. <laughs> you were laughing well, you though in the background. The answer though, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I liked her. But you gave her the answer in your question. But then again, it did yield the final result. You did unwrap yeah. the entire mystery. But I do have the mystery. So, that you, so all right, so this is on your list. You're going to have to find out what the renovations are. Right. Well, any, well, so let me ask you this. Any hotel you worked in, did they do renovations? Is, is this bad for guests? Do things, horrible do things happen and they have to move people and, you know? It's the worst thing in the world. Renovations always mean room changes. Always mean... Because it's dust. Oh, it's the worst... It's the worst. That, oh, I was, you know, I worked at a hotel that was 150 years old. So we had, we were being done over <laughs> constantly. First few years I worked there, renovations. Then there's a problem. And then, of course, if the company has a problem with the unions, while, because the unions are being a holes and the dudes are out sitting, sitting in the lobby and swearing constantly. And, uh, you know, there's a squabble between the company and the unions. Suddenly fire alarms go off at night. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, that's the worst in a hotel when a fire alarm goes off? Because you don't want to go anywhere. Um, um, right. I, 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 have, but, a, I, have uh, some, I have a sound effect for this, for, for a fire alarm going off, Freddy. That it's, this is how you feel. Something scary happens. And it's the worst thing is they wake you up when the alarm goes off, Correct. Hello, Tom. Are you there? Did we yeah, lose? I am. I'm sorry. Okay. You gotta... I'm sorry. I thought I lost you. <laughs> which, which you know, I would cover. It's okay. No, no, no. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, All right. So we're going to vamp for a second. That's fine. So the the problem, the the challenge was George. Yes. Is not that um, the thing is if you deal with renovations and there's problems with the unions, the point is that things can happen if the unions made unhappy, including fire alarms. Oh yes. I'm not blaming it on the unions because they would never do something like that. It's underhanded. But um, but with renovations, that's one of the things. And you know that when you're sending a lot of people up there, that a lot of them are going to call back. And a lot of times the bellmen who are your friends will call for them from the room and saying, Hey, Tom, it's uh, you know Dan here. I'm checking the guest in room 201. And is there any chance you have something? There's something else a little bit different here. Uh, and you know he's your friend, and he wants to be taken care of. So you know you can upgrade them. But the more you upgrade people, the more the fewer rooms there are for everybody else. Right. There's all sorts of stuff that can happen. Mm. All sorts of stuff that can happen. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a science, George, of uh, trickery and you know, everything else. 
but uh, well, your you goal's got to be to not have any empty rooms at the end of the night, which of course never happens, right? You want to fill every possible room that you well, can. They oversell, and the, that's another part of the thing is you're, when they oversell, then the overnight guy at the hotel, his job is to explain to the person who made a reservation guaranteed on a credit card. Mm. Not only is the reservation not there, and does that have that person now has to move to another hotel, but try to make it seem like the guest's fault, which is uh, the psychological ops of the whole thing. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, so when when I went to Las Vegas in April, I, I go to check in at the Flamingo, the last old hotel in Las Vegas on the Strip. They still have go-go dancers on Saturday nights and standing on tables. It's it's hilarious. It's very, very you know, you feel like you're going to turn around and Frank Sinatra is going to be there, right? So anyway, I go to check in. I love that. And they, it was, it was, I, I did too. It was very good. And so uh, I go to check in and they go, oh, sir, there's been a problem with your room. A sprinkler is burst in your room. So we're upgrading you to a suite. And I went, mm-hmm. okay, except it's a smoking suite. If you don't like it, then you can, we can change you tomorrow. So what actually happened there? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they ran out of non-smoking rooms. There you go. Put you in an out-of-order crap room. Well, so it it's it. Not only was it a smoking room, it was a skunkweed smoking room. But it was a suite, right. so it was huge. I mean, it was like I was Frank Sinatra. So I decided I just right. cranked up the air conditioning. I mean, I when I started working in, in the industry, I never smoked. But no, when I started working in the computer industry, everybody smoked. And there was one place I was at. I was the only guy who didn't smoke. I used to go sit in this room with an air conditioner. But when I'd come home, all my clothes would smell like smoke. So. I could deal with it, and after a few days, it kind of went away. But I had this suite. It was, it was, it was sweet. It was very good. Oh yeah, no, I, I love that. I take the suite anytime. And sometimes these the moves do work out in your favor. I mean, people generally don't. People, I mean, it, the hotel's angling at you, and you're angling maybe at the hotel. And sometimes some people and some people don't win. And you know, it used to be that that, that we used to you could grease a uh, find somebody at the front desk. Or take care of the bellman enough so that he'd say, take care of my guy and I'll take care of you. Um, but a lot of kids now working for hotels just don't know what that means when you hand them money with cash. They don't even recognize cash. They don't, they don't understand a bribe? Give you better room. No. Not like they used to, certainly. I found recently. <laughs> no. Uh, other ways to get around it now, certainly. But, uh, but you know, I like to, to do it with a positive thing. You know, they, people like to make a difference. Or, you know what it is now, shamelessly, the, my thing is? is no. That, uh, and this is this makes me a better. What, this is what you did in this call. This is what you did in this call. Keep going. So what happens, like, I'll do this this weekend at this hotel that we just called, as a matter of fact. Right. I will show up there. Even though we've booked the small room with two double beds, we will show up there with <laughs> me and my wife and our four kids and all our stuff. And they will realize that they're booking us into a humanitarian crisis. <laughs> so they're going to upgrade you. <laughs> right. And they probably will. And that has happened before. And generally, that's, that leads to great stuff. I, my feeling is that I put enough time in as a hotel worker. You know all the tricks. That, uh, you know all the scams no, no, to work to play tricks, at people. But, but I've put my time in. I've been beat up enough that I can. I want my payback. You know, my. Yes, I'm not trying to make a good civilization. And now this is what happened on this call. This is why they were very skeptical to talk to you and they were trying to not say things because you you were you were torturing them is what you're doing. Well, but it's a good point because the, the woman I talked to was probably thinking, okay, here we go. If he says that, he knows that we don't have the amenity that he booked the hotel room for. Um, and that means he'll, he'll either make trouble on the phone or make trouble when he gets here. And you always got to... 
always got to look out for that thing. There was one time. There was one time. What did I do? Oh yeah, the only time that that I've done something where, where I kind of used, where I kind of said, uh, I put my foot down big time, mm. was I had a room uh, about ten years ago in Chicago. It was a dog friendly hotel, a big hotel, and it was funny. So we my dog all, loved well, dog friendly hotels. But keep going. Oh yeah. So we uh, so my brother and I brought our dog to this hotel, and we go we bring the the dog sleeping in a hotel room. We go out and meet a couple friends for uh, drinks in the town, whatever. As we come back to the hotel, there are fire engines there and smoke billowing out of the hotel. Well, that's not good. There was a fire on our floor, a few doors down. The nut the fault of the dog or so you? We're just hanging out. Nope. And we found out like from the firemen or whatever, the uh, like they were hanging out in front and they're like, oh. Uh, Room 703, was that you? Yeah, we saw your dog. She's a sweetheart. She's fine, whatever. And so they said, it's down the hall. And, of course, there were fire uh, hoses all strewn through the halls and this and that, et cetera. We were just kind of hanging out. But um, So how's the dog? So, Is the dog freaked? No, she could, she could care less. We saw her. We just brought her outside. <laughs> the dog. She's a greyhound. They're either freaked or just fine. She, yeah. They, they're in their special place. They assume that there's impending death around every corner, so they're always just okay. Or a rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, so the next day when I checked out, I said, um, I said to the guy, so he had been briefed, obviously, to expect trouble the next day from people checking out because there are fire engines there. Right? You know, there was us. There was so smoke I, in my room and fire engines, and I need, I demand get, something. Hold on, George. I'm in my right here. This is, this, All right. There's a keep constitution, going. Remember. So there's a. Uh, so. Yeah, and so I go down to the front desk and I said, "Okay, I assume that you're going to comp the room for the um, for the fire for the last night." And he said, "Sir, that was beyond our control. There was a fire in the building." He said, "It's uh, you know, the firemen had to come here to respond to a building. There was a fire in the building." And my response was, um, "Yeah, but there wasn't a fire in the brochure." <laughs> so, it's not listed as one of the amenities, right? So, and he goes snippy and whatever, and I felt terrible for doing it, but it's, I only knew to say that because I had been on that receiving end too many times, and I thought, it's, I know it's shallow and it's terrible, and it's one of the things that will make me go to hell, but no, I, Tom, I don't always have to be the one who gets taken, you know, advantage of. I don't have to have the fire. And then this is cathartic for you. Right. So I was like, no way. So they comped that night. And they didn't, want any, they didn't want any more trouble. But also, they should have been prepared. Anytime you have to have everybody leave the building during the night, not that we cared. I think we were inebriated and whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you, don't, you can't have firemen having been in your room with their big fire boots and then, and then expect that you're not going <laughs> to. I'm not taking a shower in there, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we used to have, I mean, I don't know. It's an ugly business, George. It is. I'll tell you, mine was mine was in, in my Formula One days. Uh, so everyone would stay in the same hotel. All the uh, people working on the on the TV broadcast, and they also had the sponsor. And this is the days when cigarettes could still sponsor things. The Marlboro Girls, all these gorgeous twenty-something models that would hold up signs and and wear Marlboro shirts. And where's the fire in the middle of the night? It's in their rooms because they're the Marlboro Girls and they're all smoking. So we all had to get up at three in the morning and go stand outside. And the Marlboro Girls are in some various levels of undress, you know, which was kind of entertaining, but uh, in its own right. But uh, they, they, everyone was mad at them because they, they were literally they were smoking and they set off the fire alarms. So there you go. 
That is, and I didn't care if I got a refund or not because someone else was paying for it anyway. So I was more upset about the sleep. George, all right, fill for twenty two seconds. Okay, so so we've made one prank call, and I think this could be a new feature on the point of things that we make a prank call to someone and come up with good things because we do have the technology to, to do a prank call. And when Tom comes back, I've actually run out of, of uh, an alcoholic beverage. I need to get another one. So we'll wait until he comes back. Let's see. Do I, I, can, uh, I can play you a sound effect. Let's see. What would you like to hear? I bet you'd like to hear. Oh, this is, uh, this is good right here. Are you ready? That's uh, the reaction everyone listening to this podcast has when they hear it, right? There's immediately laughter. Well, maybe not. Okay. Tom, are you back yet? I'm going... George. All right, because I need to get more alcohol. All right, I am here. I need to get more alcohol. Now, you have to fill for 20 seconds. I I will literally be back in 20 seconds. All right, you ready? Absolutely. All right, okay, go. I was born ready. So the worst... uh, Okay, this is my... You know, I I think that I told that story and I really seem like a jerk, but... Once again, if you've worked in a hotel, then you you understand that. Those of you in hotels, you understand me, right? Uh, There was one time... Though when I had to uh, check somebody out of a room, I was a bellman. This is like 1994 or something. And the guy was such a jerk. And he said, I'm <laughs> and I take all the stuff and put it on, on the bell cart. And he said, he's very condescending. He said, listen, this is a laptop. This is whatever. It's worth more than you. Do you understand? Do not hurt it or whatever. Be careful. All right, give me a recap. I'm back. What, what What's going on? Okay, I was just saying, I, I shouldn't tell this one, George. About Don't go ahead anyway. I was a bellman. I was a bellman, and I'm checking this guy out of, of his room. And so I, as I'm putting his stuff on the bell card, he said, okay, this is a laptop computer. This is worth more than you. I remember <laughs> saying that. Yeah, and he said, uh, be very careful. Do you understand that? And him looking me in the face and demanding an answer. So I said, oh, yes, sir, I understand. Uh, and he said, careful, careful, as I'm getting like out of the room. And, and you immediately like, dropped it. His laptop. Well, and so we get into the elevator, and I said, uh, I said, um, so, uh, how are you doing? We need a cab or anything? And he looked at me and he just went, Jeez, oh. so what a he, jerk. Yeah, he was like, a, it was perfect. This guy was beautiful. Um, and, uh, and so then we go to the area where, um, where, you know, we take the luggage, give him a luggage tag and like store it until he comes back to grab it and go to the airport or whatever. Mm. And uh, he said, so, okay, so where are you going to put this? And I said, well, I'll, we're going to put it right over here because we're out of room in the luggage place and uh, it doesn't. And he said, no, no. Do you understand? This is expensive. This is a laptop. I need you to put it somewhere where it's safe. I don't want anybody near it. I said, oh, fine, fine, fine. Anyway. Jesus, what a uh, jerk. So I gave him his thing. Right. And the guy, other bellman who has been there for a while at the bell stand, um, Took things into his own hands, I think, after that, George. And, uh, and so that's it, was there that a sprinkler? Happened. Was there a sprinkler uh, incident or uh, something horrible happened well, well, to his laptop? It was, it was funny you mentioned a sprinkler because I, I do know <laughs> I do know some bellmen who used to use where the fire the, the emergency fire um, riggings, those big metal pipes would come down. Yeah. And the corner there was a knob of one and used to bash luggage against the knob at times when he was angry at people. Oh, uh, that kind of stuff happens. It was not me, but anyway, um, it may have may not have been a great day for that laptop. It was not me, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But you look out, George. You know, I mean, these people, these people. <laughs> those were the days, George. You know, just tip. This is what I would say to everybody. Exactly. I always tip well. You should tip. Right. Tip. It helps you. It's not that you have to tip just for extortion reasons, so you don't have to have your stuff smashed. Although there are places where that could help, 
But I would say this, that if you need transportation and it's pouring rain and there aren't enough cars, if you're somebody who has not tipped yeah. and the bellman and the noman doorman know about it, then the livery people know about it as well. Mm -hmm. I realize there's Uber. And when I worked, that was before Uber. Mm. Um, but I'm sure they found a way to influence that, too. You know, these guys in intimidate uh, can intimidate people. And some depends on that geek Uber driver <laughs> thinks he's just going to go and pick up whoever. You can't stop me. here. You have to go around the back. Yeah. Oh, oh, that all the time. All the time. The, the, the shuttle versus cab driver versus limo violence that we dealt with at hotels was was crazy. Not not to mention if a bicycle person would come by. It was everybody should work at a hotel for a little while, I would say. I've stayed at them. I haven't worked at one. So but but I think you're right. Well, have you ever been in you've been in customer service of Georgia? Well I do I mean my most of my job now is customer service. As you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, so I guess the only difference between that and hospitality is is that you're not processing 30,000 people a day. You have some customers, valued customers. Yeah. But I can, but it's, a, but you know, yeah, yeah, certainly this, yeah, with what you do, considering there's there's real money riding on it and it's real adult transactions that uh, that you have to be professional. It has to be built into you to be professional. You can't hate. And, and I am, and I am. And people usually, right. I agree, I agree. usually like what I do. And you and you you right. can you're like a testimonial to this, right? I've done a good job for you, right? Correct. I got a I had a nice note from your your I mean, on this um, podcast. You, you person you, you that you work for to death. My song on the podcast. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's not a paid thing. That's just you and I. That's some that's some personal vendetta you have against me. I think. And that no, music. like your song from the nineteen. You you, you gave this to me. Well, no, okay. So there's I explained this to you. There was a, there there was a phase problem. That if a you phase problem. a phase that problem, me like the pools open sometimes. <laughs> no, if you did any One kind day. of processing to to the the original file you the gave phase me, wasn't open the day I needed it to be. Open. You would get no. They would the volume would cut cut, it, cut down open. to one percent. This is how. All right, so you used to work at WRKO, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. So what do they do at night? They turn. They change their signal. They have a different pattern. Tower array, George. Tower array. Tower array. And they're in and out of phase. So that there are nulls. So the null points toward Toronto, where there's a station called CFTR. I know this because my dad was the chief engineer. And to protect them, because otherwise, with the ionosphere, Skywave, in Toronto, you would hear WRKO over CFTR. Correct? So that's what happened with your song. There's a null when you try to mix, when you try to mix it. After with my song again. The ionosphere destroyed your song. I even sent you, I said, did you read my mail? I sent you a link with a but now it sounds good, though, doesn't it? it? Sounds fine now. Engineers speak; they run circles around you, <laughs> high in the sky. Technical. I could write for Star Trek. You know, I could make up gobbledygook, yep. and you people would fall for it. No, it was a Dilithium phasing problem. Crystals. Dilithium crystals, Captain. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We covered that last week. I did meet him, Scott. He was a nice guy. All right, George. Should we uh, get on with our evenings here? It's. I think uh, we are. So uh, I can I can take us out with. I have a little bit of Jessica Pratt. We can take out our, ourselves out with Jessica Pratt. Nice. How's it? All right, sound good. All right. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Safe safe trip, Tom. And, and I'm waiting to hear the stories maybe, coming back. Maybe we'll do a supplemental EP broadcast from the road. You could actually. There's an app you have to download, and we could do it. We could do a broadcast this weekend. I'd be up for Something that. I call Lucy. I happen to have exactly Lucy Global. We will let's do that. Bring um, bring a stereo headset with you. Correct. Not a not one with that has a, a microphone built in. Just a stereo headset. Then you're going to hold your phone as if it's a microphone. Done. 
and we'll do this. All right, and then we can maybe get you I some better that. gear for this in the future. This is a good idea. All right, here we go. All right. Leave my gear alone. You know, I'll give you some better gear. Notice you're a fan of the fading down, George. I did. I faded it. I know. 